0: Welcome to America's Top Rabbitsons. May this class be for Rafua Shalema, for Lear Tovia Ben Haya Ashna. I also wanted to thank today's sponsors, the Law Offices of Jason B. Kessler, their personal injury and workers' compensation firm located in the New York area. So God forbid you get injured on the job or you're in a car accident or slip and fall, they are the people to call. Their website is www. Kessler Lawyer.com. That's www.Kessler, K E S S L E R, lawyer.com. I'm so happy to have on today's show Rebitson Haya Meyer. Rebitson Meyer is a teacher in Beth Jacob High School in Denver, Colorado, and she's also the Rebitson of Aish of the Rockies. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do.
1: Hello. I'm Haya Meyer, and I'm very honored to be part of this show. Thank you. And as Vera had said, I am a teacher in Beth Jacob High School and I also uh, help run a pretty big operation called Aisha of the Rockies, which has a shul, but also has a lot of outreach programs and um, community-based activities and education and um, a lot of different things. It has a mikvah, it has um, a a preschool, um, a daycare, it has a lot of different things going on. It services. Everybody has a library. A lot of different things. So we're very community oriented. Always trying to help people in the community, bring more people to the community, and just help Clawysville in general. That's amazing! Wow,
0: that <laughs> you really do have a lot going on there. It's fantastic. Um, So I know something that you really enjoy speaking about is building a Jewish home. I mean, it's so comforting when you walk into somebody's home and you instantly feel like you belong. I just want to talk about a little bit today about what it's like to build a Jewish home and all the different components involved. And I wanted to start off by asking, what are some of the physical elements that make a Jewish home Jewish?
1: So a Jewish home um, can be one person, it could be a couple. It could be a family with children. Um, A home that's Jewish is um, uh, a a home that has um, the warmth and the love of Yiddishkeit. And uh, just physically, you asked me about physically, Mm -hmm. it looks Jewish in the way that uh, the, the art on the wall looks Jewish. It might have, you know, pictures of great sages, rabbis. Um, Perhaps there'll be some, you know, a library of of holy books and and Jewish books. Um, It will be an inviting, warm atmosphere where people will feel comfortable coming in and welcomed. Um, There may be Jewish music playing or comfortable music um, in the background that makes it very calm and pleasant. Um, When people come in, there should be a place for them to sit, whether they're visiting, collecting money, or um, um, just uh, hanging out. You know, there should it should be a comfortable place. There should be food available for them. So when people come in, you know, let them sit down, offer them something to drink, something hot to eat, and it should be a, a welcoming place where people um, where people feel um, embraced and not judged. <laughs> and if they if, if we do it correctly, then people will want to come back. They'll tell their friends about it. They'll they'll want to join. And that's um, those are some of the physical, those are some of the physical, whoa. Um, sorry, I think okay. I just got somebody called in. Um, <laughs> Those are some of the physical ways that we show that this is a Jewish home. There's also Judaica around, yes. you know, yes. people that come in, they see my Leichter, they see my Kiddush cups, they see uh, a chauffeur up on the, on the um, bookshelf, you know, and um, it's just a very, very clearly a Jewish home. And there's something very different when um, non-Jews come into my house and they, and they see it. Um, they noticed that there's no, um, there's no television. Oh, uh, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no screen out there, you know, and, um, they, they say to me, it's so refreshing that your home is not, it's not built around the screen. And I really, um, I, 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 I appreciate that comment because we try to make a home that's family oriented, that's people oriented and, um, that's, that's our, that's our goal. So that's a good comment when people say that.
0: Yeah. And that is very special because then you're focusing more on the family, on the parents, mm-hmm. on the kids, on doing things together as opposed to video games or watching TV or, you know, things like that. Absolutely. Um, and some of the Judaica, I just want to talk a little bit more about the Judaica. I know the the lechter. just to, just to clarify that word, the lechter is um, the Shabbos Kempel. candles. Yes. Yeah. I just want to clarify that. Yeah. Sorry. And also the, the mezuzahs, like when you first come into the, into the yes. house, there's a mezuzah on the outside door when you come in, but there's all, there are also mezuzot on each doorway
1: in the home. That, very much. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, that's true also. And we even have a welcome mat and a sign um, of our family, Meyer family, and it, it says, welcome, you know, so we, we, invite people to come in. Like this is a house that you should feel welcomed in. And that's also kind of a Jewish thing. Um, It's a foreign concept to the outside world. So just just inviting guests, you know, people that we don't even know um, is a foreign concept to the outside world. So that's a very Jewish idea.
0: It is a very, very Jewish idea, and it reminds me um, uh, in the Torah, the story of Abraham, and when mm-hmm. he invited the angels in the desert, he invited them to, into his tent, and he cooked food for right. them, like you were saying, hot food, like you, to be the ultimate host and hostess, to really shower your guests with attention, with food, with, you know, whatever they need, whenever mm-hmm. they need to make them feel comfortable. I do. I agree. It's a very, very Jewish concept. Exactly. Um, Yes, and something else that makes a Jewish home Jewish are the rituals that are performed inside of the home. Now I was wondering if you can please talk and explain about some of the most important Jewish rituals that a family does in the home.
1: Well, I can talk about my rituals It's kind of a personal type of thing because um, we're not talking about Jewish law, things right. that, you know, observant families do. We're talking about things that we've established as a family, and I'll share some of those things with you. Yeah. So yeah. In, in order to create the proper environment and a certain joy in the home and to make the children um, excited and happy to be part of this Family. Okay, so we try very much to do a lot of singing and dancing. So I remember something that we did every Friday when my children were very young, is we turned on the Jewish music and it was um, very, you know, exciting music, dancing music. Um, and we danced before Shabbos began, we danced because That's we were beautiful. welcoming Shabbos and it got the kids riled up and it got them excited. And they knew, they knew that Shabbos was coming. We were welcoming the Shabbos queen and that got them into the mood as well. So um, that, that, that became a ritual until they got too old for it. Um, <laughs> and another thing that, um, that children should see is a lot of davening. Um, they, they, should, they, should see, um, they should see parents uh, communicating with the Almighty, whether it be a formal type of thing with the S- siddur in hand, or it just be that parents just uh, express uh, a wish or a desire and they, and, they, and they ask Hashem for help, or they, you know, they just bring Hashem into their daily lives he is a common household word, God. Okay. So that is something extremely important in a Jewish home yes. that Hashem God has to be part of daily living. Um, every member has to feel that Hashem loves them and that, um, he loved, um, that they love Hashem. So there's a lot of talk about that. Um, There's also um, a a ritual that we have, we had, and we still do have it, um, and that is during dinner time, besides talking about, you know, how was your day and tell us something that you learned at school and things like that, but we learn something at the dinner table. You know, we take out an English Jewish book, whether it be about Kiddush Hashem or about joy, whatever it is. And we read a page or two, it gives them something to think about, something for us to talk about. And it shows a value to the the children that we value Jewish education. We value um, what this book is saying. We talk about the stories about great people. We try to emulate them. These are all values that um, really stick with children. Um, When the kids see us, When they, when the kids see us benching, for example, you know, with a bencher and taking it seriously, like three minutes, you know, don't, don't, don't disturb me. I'm benching because I'm appreciating the food that I just ate. So please, you know, give me a few minutes. And also let's say after we use the restroom, like they see us saying a a prayer, Thank you, Hashem, that my body just worked properly, the asher yatsar. I know that these are, um, you know, I don't know if you would call them rituals, but they are definitely something that we have to make them a priority. um, And the children should be seeing that all the time so that they will continue those uh, practices into adulthood. Um, Let me just see. Um, Yeah, so... um, I guess another, another idea is singing a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of singing at the Shabbos table. Um, The Shabbos table, the whole Shabbos table is like one big ritual. You know, we, we try to have guests at the Shabbos table. We we try to share the gift of Shabbos with other people. And that's good for everybody. We, um, we cater our meals towards the children, but other people kind of, look in and they observe. And, you know, our ritual is always, you know, questions and answers and discussions about the Parsha. And it's always very interesting. And we try to get the guests involved. And there's a whole slew of things that one can do in order to engage guests and your children at the Shabbos table. We don't want kids saying, you know, I'm out of here, like, you know, leaving to go read on the couch. We want them at the table, we want them engaged, we want them happy, we serve them good food, their favorites, we want them to be participating fully. This is not a spectator sport, this is, you know, we're all being engaged in this Shabbos um, meal. So there's a lot that goes on at the Shabbos table, a lot, a lot of magic goes on at the Shabbos table and that's our like big ritual and in fact, the whole week revolves around Shabbos. So we're talking about it the whole week. Who are we having? Um, what are we serving? Are we going to have a theme? Are we doing anything special? Who's going to make dessert? You know, everybody's involved. So it's just very much in the air and just very much like the like the water we drink. You know, these are the kinds of uh, things that we do as a family that just uh, create a whole Jewish environment. And um these are just priorities of ours.
0: I love it. I love every single thing you said. I love it. <laughs> it's so important. It's really key because everything you said creates a Jewish home. It's really what makes a home Jewish. You know, in addition to the physical elements that we just talked about, these are the intangibles. These are the spiritual elements that you talked about. And I just want to, I just want to ask a few questions about what you said. So um, music, the music in the home, the music in the home is Jewish. I just want to clarify, it's not um, uh, the pop culture music. I just want to clarify, it's Jewish music, and I was wondering if somebody wanted to buy a CD or even put it on, you know, on their phone. What? Who are like the, some of the artists, or what? What can we Google to to you know find Jewish music?
1: So I'm pretty traditional with Jew- Jewish music, but there is so much available out there in English, um, in Hebrew, in Yiddish. I mean, it, it, it's just filled with Jewish options as far as music is concerned. Um, I happen to like uh, Yaakov shwecki a lot, um, Baruch Levine. These are some of my favorite um, artists, singers, composers. A.B. Rottenberg is a brilliant, you know, he's, he's written journeys and very um, English songs, English songs with heart, you know, with soul. And they speak to everybody. They they speak, you know, to the non-affiliated, and you know, even the the firmest, most religious people. They're very touched by AB Rattenberg's lyrics and his his songs. Um, but I mean, I, I I can't even tell you everybody that I, I, I like. But you know, there's there's just variety. If you would if you would even Google, you know, you would see such a variety. I, I happen to like the more traditional ones. And by the way, I have to tell you something that I typically do in the car or when we're listening to um, Jewish music is I say, OK, let's talk about these words. What do they mean? Beautiful. Because they're so rich in meaning and people just sing them like without even thinking about them. Chaval, such a pity. You're right. singing them. Know what you're singing. Have a little emotion in it it's, it's, it's such an opportunity. So uh, that's something that I frequently do. Oh, that's key. That's re- yes. Not just to sing it.
0: What are you singing? What does it mean to make a connection to the words and to the music? That's very, very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um. Thank you. And then you were talking about davening praying and yeah, it's beautiful to, to pray from a sitter for, from a prayer book. And I also like what you said, even if you're not praying from a prayer book, you can just have a conversation with Hashem just in your own words. I do that's that frequently key. also uh, when something happens, um, there was a story one time, uh, something was wrong with my dryer, my, my clothing dryer. It wasn't working. And I said, Hashem, please help me with this clothing dryer. I, I'm telling you, I, I kid you not, the thing started working. It started working again. And my son was with me. My son is 15. He just looked at me. He's like... Yes, mom, you have to thank Hashem. He just looked at me like my, oh, my kids were in the room. He's like, yes, you're right, mom. You have to thank Hashem for that. I do. I have a conversation with him when I'm cooking. I just talked to him and it's not davening out of, um, yes, I also daven out of a sitter, but you can talk to Hashem anytime when you're cooking, when you're doing laundry, when you're in the car driving, and you could talk to him about something that you're having trouble with. You can pour out your heart to him. You could ask for advice. You could ask for clarity. And it's a really, really a meaningful connection between you and Hashem. So I. That's a beautiful point. And also about benching. Benching is the grace after meals. And there are little benchers that have the words to the grace after meals. And it's just, it's very, very important. You know, after you eat to thank the person who gave you this food, you know, yes. Okay. You went to the supermarket. You're the one who cooked it, but who gave you the food? It was, it was Hashem. So like that, that was such a beautiful point that you, that you brought up and uh, the bathroom prayer after you use the bathroom, the Asher Yitzhar, um, that's the prayer. I have it um, laminated on all of my bathrooms. So if somebody finishes using the bathroom, they could just come out and they could say the prayer. And it's so important because I have to tell you, like me personally, I have some, whatever, I I had some medical issues, thank God they're better. But if... Not to be graphic, but whatever, like if you're constipated and, you know, you your, your your bowel system is not moving correctly, that's an issue. And it's connected to this prayer. The prayer is about all the openings of your body and making sure that they're functioning properly. When they're supposed to be open, they should be open. When they should be closed, they should be closed. It's a really, really powerful, powerful prayer. So I just really want to mention that and point that out since um, since you brought it up. And it was beautiful, really. So um, I, so Jewish values are also a significant part of building a Jewish home. And I wanted to see if maybe you could talk to us about the core Jewish values and how we can implement those values in our everyday lives.
1: Well, there's many core Jewish values that I could speak about, but I'm going to talk about a couple of main ones that are very much a focus in my family. The first one is gratitude. In Hebrew, it's called hakaras hatov, recognizing the good. It is impossible to be a proper Jew without really exercising this muscle. And it really requires recognition and thinking about and talking about and acting on an appreciation of the myriad of blessings that one has every second of the day. Now this is a whole avoda, it's a whole work. Um, It's a lifelong effort. So it's not something that can be acquired overnight but one can strengthen this muscle with practice. So this is something that we really focus on. In fact, we read at the table, we read about um, gratitude. There's, there's so many resources like Garden of Gratitude. There's, there's Say Thank You, See Miracles. I mean, it's all about recognizing the good in one's life. And now that is not just to Hashem, God, but it's also with people. But if a person cannot recognize all the blessings that one has in their own life, God given blessings, we're talking sight and breathing and hearing and walking, and, and it, uh, the list goes on and on and on. If a person has trouble recognizing the source of all of these blessings, then they might very well have problems interpersonally expressing gratitude towards people that, you know, give them things and you know showing appreciation towards people and that's that's key to a good relationship is appreciating them um so so this is this is a very important aspect of being a jew and that is um showing appreciation to hashem and bringing it down to a level where one is thinking about it often so great people we know of very, very great rabbis and rebbitsons. You know, how did they get to be so great? So one of the ways is that, you know, they don't have downtime, like with their minds. They don't like chill, you know, they don't have chill time. They, when when they're resting, their mind automatically goes to Hashem, thank you for this bed. Hashem, thank you for my the ability to breathe without pain hashem thank you for my pillow for my pajamas for my for my food for my... every second of the day they are recognizing and connecting with the almighty and this enhances a jew's life exponentially i mean it just it just really makes a person happy it it brings a smile to a person's face because you know <clears throat> as as it says in Ethics of Our Fathers in Pirkei Avos, it says, "Ezehu Ashir, who is the wealthy one, hasamech bechelko. He is happy with his lot. He is so appreciative of everything that he has. And a religious Jew um, should know that if 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 he doesn't have it, he doesn't need it. You know, he has what he needs." and he should appreciate everything that he has. So Hakara Satov, meaning gratitude, is very, 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 a big, big value that we have in a Jewish home. Another, um, another very big value that we have is Chesed, doing for others. Thinking about ways to enhance another person's life. What can I do to contribute to another person's happiness? How can I um, help another person? How can I enhance somebody else's existence? And there's so many ways. And children that grow up in a home where their parents are busy helping other people and concerned about other people, davening for other people, cooking for other people, bringing things to other people, shopping for other people, you know, it's, it's a different life. You know, children that see their parents worried and concerned about helping others all the time, they're going to be that way when they grow up and um, respecting other people, elderly people, visiting people in the hospital, visiting people in the old age home or, you know, wherever they are, you know, just all those kinds of things. That's a value, you know, in this day and age, people are so into me. It's the me generation, iPhone, iPad, everything, I, me, me, okay? That's what you have out there on the street. And we as Jews have to go against that attitude. We as Jews are not just me, 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 me. Of course, we have to take care of our own basic needs. Of course, we should not neglect ourselves. That's very important. Taking care of ourselves is a Jewish value. For sure, <laughs> okay? yes. No one <laughs> neglect to say that, okay? That's extremely important. But uh, do we have to only focus on ourselves all day long? Absolutely not. You know, after we take care of our own needs, we should look for ways to to take care of others. In fact, we should ask Hashem for opportunities to help other people. And like King David said in Tehillim, ach, King David, who had the most challenging life, he was pursued. He was uh, he, people wanted to kill him all the time. He he, he had a, such a stressful type of life, but he said, "Hashem, please let kindness and Chesed let it run after me all my life. Please let me be chased by good things. Meaning, like give me opportunities." To do favors for people, to help people, that was what King David stressed, and so we learn from that. We learn from Psalms. We learn from Tehillim. We learn from him through all the words that he said. Those words apply to us now, and we ask Hashem, just like King David asked for Chesed opportunities, please Hashem send us Chesed opportunities. Um, another another big value. But it's kind of an overlap with what I said before, is simcha, happiness, joy. So we should try as best as we can to check our attitude, to check our facial expressions. Are we smiling or we do we look like we're down in the dumps and kind of in a dark place? You know? Check yourself. Spread a little light, a light all over the place. A smile does wonders. Yes. Oh, yeah say hello to people greet people with a happy countenance uh, you know a, a happy face yeah. a smiley face you know all of these things take practice but they can all be acquired and they can all be strengthened and nobody should say well that's that's just not the way that i was made you know like that's just not me nobody should say that because it can become you very very easily if you practice it practice the way you want to be Practice it, and it will become second nature to you in time, not overnight. But in time, it will become second nature. So happiness and, and, and bringing joy into your life and, and, and joy into other people's lives, a lot of times through chesed, you know, that brings a lot, a lot of joy. By doing for others, That that's very satisfying. That, that makes us feel good. Yeah. Sometimes when I when I do things for other people, you know, I wonder, like, am I being selfish by doing this? Like, I think I'm getting, I'm sure I'm getting more out of it than they're getting, you know. But that's what we're supposed to do, you know. And we we, we, get, we get a rush of um, thrill when we help other people. And so that definitely brings happiness. And uh, the last um, value that I'm going to just mention, and there's so many more, but this is the last one that I'm going to mention, mm-hmm. is a love of Hashem. And... You know, we teach our children from, from, from early, early on. We teach them about the Shema. You know, they know the Shema. They say it in the morning and they say it before they go to sleep. The Shema Yisrael, it talks about Ve'ahavta es Hashem elakecha. Love, love Hashem. So that is a Jewish value that we, um, we have to strengthen all the time. Love of Hashem. Hashem loves us and we love Hashem. We're like a married couple, you know, husband and wife. Um, you know, we're married to each other. You know, we're, we're going to be very faithful to each other. We don't want Hashem to look at other nations as, you know, as their nation. We're it. We're his beloved, okay? And Hashem does not want us to uh, look elsewhere either for, you know, to worship any anything or anybody else. He wants us to be totally committed to our relationship with him. So love of Hashem is something that we uh, talk about and we try to increase and strengthen. And um, it's a very, very powerful way to live with Hashem right there by one side all the time.
0: It's so beautiful and so amazing and you're so right because all the things that we talked about today, everything, the physical, the, the Jewish rituals, the, um, the core values, just all those things combined together really, really elevate us as individuals, as people. And when we're, you know, when we walk out of our home, happy and positive and grateful and, and, you know, with Simcha, other people notice and they want to be like us. They want that happiness. They want that connection to Hashem. They want their kids to be happy. They, they want that joyful atmosphere in their home, which permeates out of the home, not just to Jews, but to to non-Jews also. And they see and they have a respect for us because of the way that we conduct ourselves for our values and for our beliefs. So I think it's really, really special. So thank you so much, Rebots and Haya, for taking the time to join us on America's Top Rebitsons. We really appreciate you being here. And we hope that today's learning will be a f- Rufu Shalema for Lear Tovia, Ben Haya Ashna. And once again, I wanted to thank our sponsors, the law offices of Jason B. Kessler, www.kesslerlawyer.com. If anyone in the audience has any questions or comments, or if somebody else would like to sponsor a future podcast, please email us at atrebitsons at gmail.com. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. My pleasure.